welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two in One Golf Podcast. This is episode number thirteen. I'm one of your hosts, Drawing Simmons, joined with Madison and Dwayne, and it's the end of the PGA Tour season. The Tour Championship is finishing up as we speak. Rory and Scotty are coming down the stretch on eighteen. Both players have found the fairway. But before we get into the Tour Championship, how are we doing, boys? Doing good. I'd be doing a lot better if uh, Scotty was leading this thing since he was my pick this week. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's been good golf today. Um, finished up round three earlier this morning where Scotty just went on a tear for the last six holes. Um, shot four under, started today with a big lead. And I think you, uh, you even said in a text that it was all pretty much locked up and Scotty was going to win the tournament. Now here we are. Walking down 18, and Rory McIlroy has the lead at 21 under, and Scotty is at 20. So a little bit of a turn of events, but um, it looks like Rory's going to try and go up there and, and grab this thing. Yeah, I did. Um, let me, let me, at 2.27 p.m., it's currently uh, 5.39. At 2.27, I said, it's over. Scotty has this thing uh, pretty much locked up. Boy, was I wrong. He's now one down. On 18, and and Rory's got that walk to him, gentlemen. You know, he's got that little that little pep in his step. Yeah, it's that uh, it's that stride. And I will say, the fairways are full of fans lining them. I mean, good <laughs> lord, could you imagine a more packed out event right now? But um, yeah, I think you know Rory's in the driver's seat here. Obviously, found the fairway on 18, so um, it's pretty much. I would say defensive mode now. I mean, Scotty's really going to have to go out and, and try and take it from him. Um, we've seen Sung Jay try and make a run at it. He had a chance to tie the lead on the 18th hole, but um, came up a little bit short. So it could be could be Rory's. Yeah, that is that uh, that is that confident gait that he has of his uh, trek down the fairway. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we we commented before on uh, how pretty that ball seemed to be sitting in the middle of the fairway. Just absolutely. Nuke to drive. I think we said the carry was 326. Um, that's moving the ball. Yeah, that's stealth. Unbelievable. I mean, that's the, you're wearing a hat right now. That Tillman stealth <laughs> is just it's just hitting the ball down the fairway and hitting it far. Him him and Scotty both playing the stealth. Um, I guess this will be the first week in a, in a while that a stealth has won on tour Sure. Um, to end Titles' run. Best, best driver of the golf ball? Of the Rory? two of them? No, no. His, history, people say Rory's top three ever driving the golf ball um yeah i mean i don't know i'd probably agree with that um Sterling has a look on his face I, I yeah think. i'm just thinking i mean maybe you got to put dj in there are we talking about like their whole I, career i i think length and accuracy so like a shots gained yeah. with the driver sure yeah um yeah i'd put I'd probably put rory there when he's when he's finding the fairway he is one of the longest guys on tour, and right. he really puts himself in a good position. Now, what we've talked about kind of up until this point is that the flat stick has been the really big thing that's been uh, kind of letting him down. And mm -hmm. we've seen some, you know, less than great putts today, but the ones that mattered, uh, we've seen find the bottom of the cup. So um, it looks like everything's kind of moving in the right way for, uh, for Rory. Yeah, whatever putter he had, you know, at the open, I'm sure it's the same one, but this one's just a different putter. I feel like the way he's putting it right now. I think they just showed a graphic on the screen that was it. He's made today four putts inside of inside of ten feet, uh, mm -hmm. and then at the open he had, I mean, maybe it was outside of ten feet because at the yeah. open I think he had zero. Yeah, he had zero. Uh, these two shots are probably for the tournament. If 
you know, Scheffler puts it close. He's got to force McElroy to do the same. So th this could be a uh, – I think these two shots are pretty much will tell us who uh, who win this thing. Yeah, so like I said, we're, we're, we're live right now. We're watching the tournament live. Um, it's about 6 o'clock. Both players have found the fairway. Scotty's going up first. Uh, what do we expect here, gentlemen? I mean, he's got to be aggressive. He's got Teddy on the bag, and I'm I'm sure he's he's trying to find him the kind of the best place to land the ball um, to give him the highest opportunity to to make the putt. Um, but I mean, he's got to go for it. He's got to be aggressive here, and uh, really, the ball's in his court. So I want to congratulate Madison um, for at least having his pick in the in the top three. I mean, Justin Thomas, I think he finished in the top ten, but Cam Smith. I mean, just just nowhere to be found. I I agree. Um, however, there's I can't remember. Uh, we had this discussion. Hold on, pause for a second shot with from Scheffler here. We got a high fan out to the right. Oh man, don't even know if it got up. Oh, it did get into the uh, not even the green side bunker. He's got another bunker to go over. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, still has a chance. Who knows? Roy could. Roy will probably put this at the center of the green two putt for the uh, for the eighteen mil. Yeah, no, back to your uh, your initial point. Yeah, uh, Cam was kind of MIA, missing in action, but uh, uh, he's probably packing his bags, getting ready to relocate a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say $18 million is probably not a, a huge number for him <laughs> at this point. Um, but, I, I mean, it's it still was was one of those things where I thought he would, he would show up and, um, you know, at least put a good number out there and, and really trying to trying – to, uh, take the money and run but uh looks like Roy has I don't know if he's if he's found the grandstand way left oh my goodness um no it looks like he's in the rough but he's okay. he's short-sighted himself why would you why would you miss left with a one-shot lead in a par five is that a little uh, bit of adrenaline you think I mean that's uh, if no, it was in the grandstand I would say definitely adrenaline <laughs> yeah I mean I think he just missed it but I think that's a little bit of a I mean I think he just pulled it yeah. it was one of those pull draws and you know the pull draw Goes a little bit farther, and that that ball looks to be sitting sitting pretty bad in the Some rough. Deep spinach over there, fellas. So, uh, remind me, um, is this a par five down here, or is it a par four? It's a par five. Is par it a par five? Five. Okay, so it, I couldn't remember. All right, give me a break. No, so here's my thing: if you see Scotty in the um, <laughs> in the bunker, right? So you've got a one shot lead. Could you, depending on how confident you feel in your wedge play, just go ahead and lay up here and give yourself a really good shot to get it within a couple feet? I mean, did you say Scotty? No, I'm Rory on okay. this. You seen Scotty in the yes. bunker? Why wouldn't you, as Rory, then think that that may be an option? And uh, he's still not far from from where he needs to be, but he is going to be hitting a pretty tough shot. Well, because <laughs> sorry, uh, because. I mean, it's not it's not over. Maybe two shot lead, right? Um, but you're Rory McIlroy. It's it's two twenty seven downhill with an iron in hand, and it's a par five. I I, I still think you go for it, um, just because he's probably only hitting a, a five iron. I think at I don't know. Rory's like one of the best ball strikers on tour, so I would have trusted my five iron as well. Yeah, I mean, I I I probably agree with you on that, but I'm just you know you kind of think of it as more of like the. I guess from the amateur side, and that's that's kind of how I view everything because that's kind of where my game is, probably even a little bit lower than that if possible. But just, you know, could be a different look to that to that hole. Um, it would probably take a little bit of pressure off Scotty, and maybe that's what he's thinking. If I can hit this ball up there and get it on the green, then he's really got to hit a miraculous shot. 
but um, I didn't really know what's going through their through their head. I mean, I, I, this would be his third FedEx Cup win. He would be McElroy, so he would have the most right um, at this point. He's tied with Tiger right now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe that experience having played this a couple of times may may bode well for him. I, I don't know if it's going to be. Uh, this is a tough. Uh, this is a tough shot here. They were they were talking earlier when I was watching um, a little bit of the broadcast, and they were. I don't know. Want to say they were downplaying Rory a little bit, but they were saying um, he's been in the final group of the Tour Championship four times, and of those four times, has only managed to close it out once. So it kind of seemed like they were, you know, giving a little more of of the backing to Scotty, thinking that Rory couldn't get it done. So I think seeing Rory with a one shot lead here on 18, um, you know, proves him a little wrong, but obviously a little bit of. A little bit of work left to dumb do before you can hoist the trophy and cash that check. He he doesn't have a lot of green to work with, uh, Scheffler, does he? I think – I mean, if he's, he's come out of a bunker from about 25, 30 yards, maybe a little a bit closer than that. And then I think he just hit a high spinner. I mean, it's going to spin out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got actually a really good opportunity here. I think Roy will get a ruling, so this guy's going to go ahead and go. Uh, here we go. We're going to – Talk this oh, through. It looks pretty good. It's long. Needs some spin. Didn't get it. So Scotty Shuffler's going to have to chip in to even have a chance. He's missed the green. He's flew it too far. I mean, this is just a a tragic way to end the season for him. I mean, four wins, all pretty much back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back. Um, and just hasn't had his stuff coming down the stretch. I guess his winning stuff. He's played well, but, I mean – a six-shot lead at one point during this tournament, and he just didn't get it done. Um, you really, you really hate to see it because he's a great guy. It looked like um, Scotty was pointing to something in the st- in the sand, maybe the lie. I don't know if maybe he was in a bad rake job or something like that, but definitely looked down and was uh, talking to Teddy about it. Could just been a bad shot on his part, but Sterling, walk us through what's going on here. Getting a ruling for yeah, so you just obviously the grandstand for Rory. The grandstand would have affected his backswing or interfered, so he's just getting free nearest, uh, nearest, nearest. Oh man, I'm, I'm blanking. Relief. Uh, nearest point relief. Okay. Near. That's not how you say it though. How do you say it? Mm-hmm. Nearest point of relief. Nearest point. Wow, that's it's been a long day for me, folks. Uh, so yeah, getting nearest point of relief. We're actually really, really fortunate for him. He's gonna drop it a few times, and he's gonna get to place it now since he's dropped it twice. So he's gonna have a perfect lie. He'll hit onto the green. He'll two putt and. Uh, will win the tour championship um but pretty standard stuff you know smart for him to bring over a rules official you know don't want to pull a cam smith and 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 drop incorrectly and then I would, I w- you can't say anything bad about people anymore because then you get sued by patrick reed so you can't can't talk about anybody's rulings anymore all right let's strike that from the tape yeah we'll we'll uh sorry we'll, about that that's uh we'll take that out of the notes sorry Cam. but i will say this i we've we've had a, a long debate about player of the year this year so I think if Scotty wins, it's all but locked up, correct? There's no one that's touching him at that point. Correct. Okay. So coming in a tie, I guess realistically maybe a tie for second or maybe even a third, um, depending on how the rest of this hole goes, um, do you think the conversation changes at all? No, I mean, I think he still wins. I think I mean, if he fails to get this up and down and he even finishes third, I think he still wins player of the year because – the person in second place is is <laughs> no longer a PGA to remember unofficially. Um, That's a good point. 
Yeah. And I don't think they would pick a, you know, um, a defector for play of the year. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Rory has the uh, the resume this year. You know, not getting it done at the Open. He did win in Canada, um, but that's his only win. He'll pick up another win here. But I just don't think he's had a good enough year to even come close to Scotty's. Um, so this needs to go in, and he left it's it short. Not a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and Rory still got a little bit left on his putt, um, but I still think at this point it's just kind of, um, you know. Just business as usual. I think he'll go up there. He'll two putt. He'll walk away with it. Um, eighteen mil. Eighteen mil. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing is if he does end up dropping a shot here, he does fall into um, a tie with Sungjae. Who is that? If Scotty. If Rory drops a shot here. Oh, that's true. I he mean, Scotty's gonna have a putt for par. Um, Rory's got a two putt for par. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it could be potentially. I don't think Roy's going to three putt this. Um, I think it'll be one of those those easy down the hill <laughs> trying to he, lock it up type putts. I, I think he makes this putt. No, I don't think he, it. This even gets to the hole. Honestly, okay. I don't think you can risk it. That that's the question. I guess I have is you know you you kind of understand what's ex- at stake here, and it is a downhill putt. Do you think you know there is a chance he maybe uh, plays it too cautiously? And leaves it way short, and then is really put himself behind the eight ball to uh, to tap in or or make the the next putt for par. No, like I said, I think it's going to be a nice downhill uh, putt. He's going to hit it to about two feet. He'll mark it. He'll let Scotty finish, and then he'll tap it in. Um, yeah, that's perfect pace. Yep. He hit it to about I don't know. What do you think? Two, three inches. Looks Maybe. a little bit longer to me. Do you think? Well, on camera. The Five. Told you. Th- threw a mark down. Of course he's going to throw a mark down. Yeah. I mean, congratulations to Rory McIlroy. He's done it. The the fans are, are cheering. They're not running up the fairway this year um, like they did for Tiger, but congratulations to Rory, him and his wife, and, and their baby baby child. Is it a Poppy. baby girl? Yeah, Poppy. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, now you're Rory McIlroy. You've just launched a new – is it – what what do they call it? Is it a le- it's not a league, is it? It's a they're calling it a, some sort of venture. Okay. Yeah. So, tomorrow sports. Are you the best player in the world now? He's not. He won't be world number one. N- no, Scotty will still be world number one. Can we say he's the best player right now? Mm. I mean, what are you basing that off of? Just. I don't know. I guess it just, you just you've won the form. tour. Cha- I, I wouldn't say just because you've won the the tour championship but that would make you the best player in the world. All right. So who's the best player in the world? That's well, whoever's world number one, which would be Scotty Scheffler. So Scotty Scheffler just had a six shot lead at this event. He started with a two shot lead at the beginning of the week. Roy was how many back to start the week? He was six shots back when they teed it up on Thursday. So you're saying. Rory is not the best player, but he just beat Scotty Scheffler. If you just straight up, he beat him by seven strokes this week. And you still don't think Rory is the best player in the world right now? I mean, you'd have to look at a longer. Okay, he won in he won in Canada. Okay, how many he wins does he have on tour this season? Two. Okay. How he many won. Does, how many does Scotty have? Look at the field. Also, look at the fields that they played in like, uh, when they won. Like I said, <laughs> the. If this was a the WGC. Canadian Open was a good field. Okay. Stack Guy Madison, start pulling up the list because like I'm not I'm not disputing that it wasn't a good I think, field, but do we forget who was in that final pairing? Okay, 
Do you Tony Finau and did JT? you forget that Scotty has a major? No. This year, we're not talking about Player of the Year. We're talking about the best player in the world right now. You got Rory won one, one in in Canada. He lost to a red hot Cam Smith overseas at the Open, and now he's won the FedEx Cup playoffs coming back from seven. I don't know if I'd say best player in the world, maybe the hottest player in the world right now. Yeah, he's a, he's pretty good looking, yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Golf game. Um, yeah, I, I would say with wins and, you know, I, I would say based on the streak, I would say Rory's probably the hottest player right now. But I don't know if I would give him the best player. I mean, I've, I've already given my, my two cents on it. I don't know why you're looking at me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, today Rory Rory is is the best player in the world today. But, I mean, if we look over the, the entire season, then obviously it's a little bit different. Look at them going ahead and engraving Rory McIlroy on there for the third time. I mean, they're almost done, honestly. <laughs> I, they, yeah, so <laughs> his, his name is already engraved. That was just tapped uh, in maybe three minutes ago. Yeah, when do you think they started it? When uh, Scotty hit it when in he, the bunker? or he put the ball in the fairway on 18? Maybe. So, yeah. Madison, back to your question, the you know Tiger-Rory, you know, since the announcement he made, it's uh, – Says it's a new tech-infused golf league in partnership with the PGA Tour. Yeah, their their whole idea of it was to to basically allow the fans to be, I guess, more. I don't want to not more. I'm trying to think the best way. They're able to to see it and view it better in a stadium setting as opposed to having to walk the course and um, you know follow several different groups. You can see everything right in front of you. Is, is kind of the idea of it. Um, but I think it's it was kind of, I don't know if, if the idea came from, you know, Tiger Woods and his group with what they've done with uh, Pop Stroke and um, I'm trying to think, Full Swing and a couple other things as well. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of big names involved in it. Tiger, mm-hmm. Rory, and uh, Mike McCarley, I think, from Golf Channel. So, um Exciting to see what it looks like. They said this is going to be in the off season of the PGA Tour starting. Was it twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four? January, yeah, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, yeah, four. Yeah, it's twenty twenty four. Okay, probably some logistics to iron out there. But I'll, I'll be interested to see what it looks like. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, Golf Channel had a a competition. Uh, maybe it was two years ago, three years ago, where they played at a Top Golf. There was a team competition. Do you remember that? There was each week there would be a new team, another team that was. Um, of just amateurs or professionals, or was it PGA not, professionals? N- some of them were PGA professionals. Some of them were amateurs that were, you know, w- either well known through social media or something like that. Um, but they all competed at like a Top Golf in different events, mm. and each each week another team was eliminated oh, okay. until they had a championship. So that was kind of like maybe, you know, your first look at more of a, um, not a stadium, but. Kind of a different different style, more of a tech-infused, as Dwayne said, tech-infused version of golf. Um, but I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, because you, you've been to a top golf before, you've played it, and kind of seeing them in that same atmosphere. So yeah, a little bit more relatable for, yeah, definitely. for us viewers at home. And it's also going to come on, you know, prime time, Monday nights, you know, in the, in the off-season. Um, I have some quotes here from you gentlemen that from, I want to get into. From us? Okay. From the group chat. Now, Madison, this is... One thing I don't understand, Madison and Dwayne, they don't argue, but they go back and forth, and they don't save it for the podcast, so I'm going to bring it up right here, right now, okay? So Tiger and Rory announced the new Team Golf League in partnership with the PGA Tour. 
And Dwayne said this, quote, Desperate moves by the PGA Tour, in my opinion. End quote. Madison said, quote, I don't think it's desperate. All these changes have come from players in the meeting that they had. End quote. Let's start with there. So, Dwayne, you said it was a desperate move by the PGA Tour. Would you care to explain? I mean, I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I may be wrong, but I, were any of these changes, do you think, being thought about before the mass exodus of players from the PGA Tour to live? If that, if the answer to that question is no, then, it, yeah, it seems desperate. Now, if you can tell me, hey, in 2020 or 2018, we've talked about this and we had already planned on doing this, then, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong. I'll take ownership of that. But for me, it just sounds like all of a sudden all of this new wave of, you know, technology and ideas seems it's, it's a little drastic and hasty. And a lot of it seems to be reactionary to what's going on with Liv. Madison, you say. Yeah, no, I, the fact that you say that you don't believe that they, the tour was talking about this a couple years ago, I agree with you 100%, because there was no reason to. Right. Um, it, it really took some people leaving and a new, uh, I don't know if you want a tour or um, what are they calling an invitational series right. um, to kind of shake up and, and really, I guess, make the PGA Tour look, take a hard look in the mirror. Now, the the part that I disagree with is with you saying that it's a desperate move and that, you know, they're just throwing stuff out there. I believe what what happened when the first big, big group went to live and the PGA Tour is like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to increase purses and, you know, the players is not going to be worth this much. FedEx Cup's going to be worth this much. And they just threw a bunch of stuff out just to kind of see what, what stuck and see if it really resonated with anybody that was desperate what they've done now with talking about you know changing the way the seasons are integrating this new thing with you know tomorrow's sports increasing purses everything like that that is a um, a direct result of what came out of that players meeting that we spoke about last week and i know that because i was there so um just <laughs> wanted to throw that <laughs> no but so, so here's kind of can I hop in re- yeah. real quick? Do we really think this tomorrow golf thing came up in that meeting? Like, do you think that was? No, I I don't. I think this that was probably something that was going on like off to the side, okay. um, and it's just kind of been grouped in with it. But no, I don't think that you know they were in the in the meeting. They were like, okay, so what do you guys think of this? Just because. You know, they've, they've talked to a couple of different guys and interviewed them, and there hasn't been much said about it. But really what, I, what the point that I'm, that I'm making, Dwayne, is that the PJ Tours finally said, okay, tell us what you want. We won't be in the room, but tell us what you want. You guys discuss it, and then you come to us and say, this is what we want. And I think what was great about that is what the PJ Tour could have done is they could have said, these are really great ideas. Let us think about these, and then we'll let you know maybe by the 2024 season, and we'll see if we can integrate some of these changes into the, into the schedule. What they did great and what was really smart on their, their part is they said, okay, done. Next season, this is going to start. This is going in, into play immediately. And I think that's what should make some of the tour players finally realize or, or feel that the PGA Tour is listening to them, whereas before – there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of suggestions that I think just went um, probably into that suggestion box that never gets opened. 
um, and they were never heard of heard from again. If Liv was not around, do you think there would have been such a swift and positive response to these projected changes? I know it's hard to answer that, but do you think if Liv was not around and you said, let's do this league, that you would get an immediately beginning or a culmination of this in 2024? No, I don't. And I, I'm not so I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm right. I'm I'm saying that you the point that you made was that it was desperate a desperate move, but you know what they say, desperate times call from desperate, desperate measures, measures, right? Correct. And yes. when you have some something, another organization that is directly poaching your players, you have to respond to it some way. What I'm saying the PJ Tour did right in this scenario is instead of just saying we're gonna do these things because we think they're they're the best for us and they're best for our players. They went to the players and they said, you guys tell us what you want. Because obviously whatever we threw out there first doesn't mean anything to you. You tell us what you want, and then we will go ahead and put those things into play. And that's what they've done. So I, I agree that it wouldn't have happened without Liv. I don't think any of these things would be happening without Liv. Maybe the Tiger Rory thing, just as golf is changing and top golf has become so popular and pop stroke and all that. But the way they, they've changed the schedule, they've increased the purses, They've got those elite player field events. I don't think any of that um, would have happened without the players meeting. And I, I agree with Madison, but my whole thing is, would anyone be complaining if there wasn't another option? Right? So if we take away live, like you said, do we see any changes at all? No, but like, would we be fine with it? I think so. Like it, no, I, before live, was there anything wrong with the PGA tour? No, it's that it's that thing with with everything. Well, are you talking about me as a viewer? Yes. Um, other than the coverage, I was fine with it. Yeah, the coverage <laughs> uh, is other than the else. coverage and not being able to see everything or having to switch to multiple apps or different services. That was my biggest hang up with it. But on the player side of it, obviously there were some things that they wanted changed. They they wanted, um, you know, maybe to play a little bit less, which is what we've heard a lot. But I think the thing that I took away from it that you know, I think will benefit everyone, um, some of the sponsors, the fans, the players, is having these elite field events where you can have something that's almost like a tour championship, right, where you have the best players in the field that are going to be there for those events. Because how many times do you, I mean, I don't know how many tournaments you, you guys have been to. I know I haven't been to many, but how many times, let's say if you wanted to go to a tournament and it maybe has two or three of the elite players, mm -hmm. and one or one of them misses the cut, two of them miss the cut, and then it's just one guy there. And let's say you only have tickets for Saturday and Sunday. You never get to see those people. Yeah. So I think having these events for the fan, right, for me being selfish, having these events where these guys will be there, I think it, it just makes it better for everyone. And you can say at the end of the week that you're the best player in the world because you've beaten the other best players in the world. So I have those 12 events right here on my phone. So we have the players – the Masters, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the Open. We also have the Century Tournament of Champions, the Genesis Invitational, uh, Bay Hill. We have the Memorial Tournament, the Workday, WGC Match Play, the FedEx Cup St. Jude, the BMW Championship, and the Tour Championship. Was anyone counting? Was that 12? So, Madison, just you said you want to see the best players, correct? Yep. Was that – before live or after live, because now you're missing no. DJ, who's who's gone, um, and Cam Smith is leaving. Hideki's what? Hideki's top 
20 in the world? Well, Hideki is now rumored not to be going, oh, he might but not that's be going. Okay. still on the fence. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But when you look at it as what's left, right? right. So you talk about the – what is it? Is it the tw- top 20 players or is it top 30? Does it say on there what – uh, it's, it just says the top players. Okay. I'm not sure what the number is. Right. But I want to say it's at least 20 or 30 of the top players in the world. How many does Liv have? Does Liv have 20 of the top players in the world? Mm-mm. Maybe seven or eight? Well, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, they they are going to have some in the top. Let's see. How many did they say start? I know there were seven players that teed it up in the first round. Mm-hmm. And there was only one that made it to the tour championship, correct? which we have to assume is Cam. Yeah. Okay. So you look at who's rumored to be going, which is Joaquin, Mito, Leishman, Smith, Harold Varner. I think that's five. Um, I mean, you have... Hideki still on the right. on the table. And um, there was one more. Who was it? Defecting or they're currently there? Currently on the list to be oh, going. Okay. Yeah, to be adding you to... You said Joaquin already? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at those people. Like, Would you say Harold Varner is a top, top player in the world? No. no, no. Would you say Joaquin? Because I, I will say last year, maybe the year prior, I would say Joaquin was one of the, one of the best. He was absolutely striking it, the ball, and he was always in contention. This year, haven't really talked about him that much. No, no. But I agree. A couple of years ago, he was okay. definitely trending upward. Mi- um, Mito, we saw one great tournament from him, and then he's disappeared sure. off the face of the earth. Right. Um, Hideki, yes. I mean, I will I will give it to Hideki, but he even hasn't been playing that well this year. Well, he's so I'm looking at it now. He's still sixteenth uh, in the world. Okay. In addition to um, DJ Bryson, is Brooks still considered? I completely top forgot about Bryson. <laughs> Bryson's not a top player. Brooks not a top player. What else you got? He's a draw. Some people tune sure. in. Okay, so I mean. He ain't drawing a whole lot of fans on the live tour. I tell you what, <laughs> they got free tickets and they still won't go see him. When's the next tournament, by the way? A little in Boston. When, is that next weekend? Um, no, it's, it's after the President's, President's Cup. Cup. Okay. Yeah, but so here's so here's the other thing we talk about the President's we Cup, should right? Go. We should go. Sorry, go ahead. So, going to the President's Cup now, right? You would say we're going to see the best players from U.S. and we're going to see the best international players. Are we going to be able to say that? Come the end of September? No. No. No, not at all. Because that team is going to be absolutely – the international team, let me be clear, the international team is going to be completely gutted. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know who's going to be on that list at this point, right? I I mean, I'd have to look down, but Mm -hmm. – so in a a tournament or an event like the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup – you're there expecting to see the best players. Those are really one of the few times where you can guarantee, other than the playoffs and the tour championship and the majors, you're going to see the very best talent on the tour. And you're not going to really be able to say that anymore. So back to, I guess, kind of where we were. We got way off track here now. Certainly, I don't know if you have any other quotes. I think, um, like I said, I agree with you, Dwayne, that I don't think any of this stuff would – be happening without live which is probably why you know phil would say that he was right all along and maybe he was i don't know what he kept saying he was right about maybe this is it um but i will say the thing that i think as a major takeaway from it is the pj tour i think has maybe finally hit the nail on the head and done it the right way 
and is finally listening to the players like they've always wanted to be listened to. So that's my my main takeaway from it. Okay, and I and I agree. But it took guys defecting to go to live to finally get the PGA Tour's attention, right? Do we kind of agree? Yeah, but isn't that always the case with something? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, yeah, we could, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. On that. I think that's it's not just with with golf though. I mean, it's that's anything. I mean, well, think about it this way, right? You know, in your area, don't know where everybody is, but in your area, there might be one grocery store, and then another grocery store comes in, and they might have either better prices, better selection, anything like that. People start going there. What do you think the other grocery store does? They change. You have to adapt to change. I mean, you're you're trying to be competitive. You're trying to draw the most people, and you know, if the PJ Tour has to make changes to do that, they will. It's a deck, a direct reflection of what has been caused by Live. But I, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that Live can can say that. No, maybe they can say that without them, the PJ Tour would probably be the same, which it probably would be. But um, you know, I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, other than the fact that things are going to be interesting for a while. Yeah. So, I guess it's kind of breaking news. We've been talking about it before in the last few podcasts, but Madison and I will be going. Is the President's Cup uh, September 25th? We'll be there for that Sunday. Um, we're planning on going down Saturday, playing some golf, staying in a hotel, and then waking up Sunday morning and going to watch. But I want to read a potential list, a list of names, real quick. So we have Hideki, Sung Jay, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, Cage Lee, Eric Van Royen, Sebastian Munoz. Adam Hadwin, Ryan Fox, Mackenzie Hughes, and potentially Lahiri. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> ah, geez, do we need to have a USA versus the World Cup now? Uh, I don't know. Um, that that's a very uh, that's a very interesting list. Not really what I was uh, expecting. Um, but I don't know. I was gonna say maybe they just punt it this year, or maybe they no, just they maybe they just do like a USA versus USA, kind of like a preseason scrimmage, <laughs> just yeah, but red versus white. There's there's no fans going back and forth like you're rooting for everyone. There's I feel like there's no real competition there. Uh, I think you can have to continue playing against someone, um, quick USA team potentially. Okay, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. Will Zalatorez, Sam Burns, potentially Jordan Speed, Tony Finau, Billy Horschel, Cameron uh, Young. Did they say that Will Zalatorez will not be playing? I know Correct. that. Okay, so yeah, who's his replacement? Uh, Cameron it? Young, maybe. Okay. Uh, actually, speaking of Cameron Young, evidently uh, about an hour ago, he said uh, he's decided to stay on the PJ Tour, uh, citing um, with some of the changes coming to the PJ Tour. It's kind of what helped me really to decide to stay and pursue those goals that I've made for myself, such as the President's Cup and Ryder Cup team and winning a major. So here's here's the question. Does he play the President's Cup and then go to live next year? Maybe. I mean, he was a P- he's going to win PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. That's, of course. There's no question yep. about that. No. Um, we, I don't, we can get Dwayne. Dwayne, do you mind looking up how much money he won this year um, as a PGA Tour rookie? Uh, didn't pick up a win, but I believe he made quite a bit of money. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he 
played the President's Cup, and then January 1, he was just on the Live Tour. <laughs> um, because it's kind of like what DJ did and, and Brooks yeah. did and, like, Bryson. They were all like, yeah, I'm committed to the PGA Tour. And then, like, a week later, they were like, just kidding, we're gone. Yeah, I think – so I will I will say um, the way DJ and Bryson, when theirs came out, it was kind of right after the whole Phil fiasco. Um, so – I guess I kind of understand there's a little bit more. They were in damage control. Their PR team was probably in damage control at that point because you definitely don't want to be associated with Phil after his comments came out. But um, Brooks, on the other hand, was one that, you know, that one kind of threw me for a loop with him kind of uh, pledging his allegiance. And then, what was it, a week later, two weeks later, announcing that he was gone. So, um, yeah, I, I think the thing that's – the most interesting now is that people are are just so interested in, in hearing who's going next. It seems like Liv posts that they're about to announce or someone says that they're about to announce and everyone's just trying to dig into who it is. And one of the things I saw interesting this weekend on, on Twitter is everyone was trying uh, the coupon codes, the player's last name and 25 for um, the next event to see whose coupon codes would work. And Cam Young's, surprisingly enough, did work for a time. Hideki's did work for a time. Um, Joaquin's did work. So I think that's, you know, just kind of goes to show you how how crazy um, things have gotten. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to find it now. They had photos of everything they were taking, so I could see all of them. Harold Varner was another one that did work. Um, and then those seem to have been deactivated now. But um, very interesting to see that, that Cam Young has decided to stay. And I, I'm happy for it. I think he's a, a very great player. So... I think he's give needed or take, on the tour. Give or take six point five million. Not bad for your first year on tour. Well, sure. where did he did he finish? Um, that's right. Today? That's without the, uh, the yeah, FedEx Cup. Yeah. So he said he's finished uh, runner up five times with seventeen made cuts. Uh, like his buddy Zalatoris, he's consistently in the mix and will feature on these lists for years to come. So a uh, very uh, very good year by him. Cam Young finished um, 19th. I'm not sure what that pays. I'm sure it's probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, so here's here's one thing I was I was going to ask you. Was there anyone who surprised you this week at the Tour Championship as far as not doing better or someone that um, was up in the mix and then really kind of faded towards the end? Other than other than Cam Smith. Because that was the one that was that I guess I thought of the most. He ended up finishing twentieth. Um, but was there anyone else that that came to mind? Probably last week's winner. You know, Patrick Cantlay won last year. Won the BMW last year. Probably had the the best form coming into the to the week. Um, but just again, wasn't really a factor. Finished uh, T seven, but I believe he started at eight under, and he only shot. Eight under for the tournament, so he finished at uh, sixteen under. Um, just I don't know, pretty disappointing week for him. Yeah, definitely. The one that I was thinking of, and um, I'm sure Dwayne was trying to hide this one, was Xander. Xander, that's Xander made a big run. He did, um, and he was up there, and then absolutely faded. I mean, he now granted, I say faded. He only finished um, fourth, so not too far down. But for a while there, it was it was him and. Um, and Scotty, yeah, and I mm-hmm. thought I thought um, Shoffley was definitely maybe going to be the the one that takes it this week. Yeah, they were saying that 
I'd have to go back and look at it. He has the most under round, the most under par rounds at East Lake of the the round of the time that he's been there than anyone else. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the record was. Um, so it seemed like he continued that all weekend, but maybe the seventy to finish out the third round kind of yeah slowed him down a little bit. But. I think uh, Max Homa. What do you think about Max? Max seems to play kind of up and down um, this weekend. What do you guys think? So, again, third week in a row, I'm going to bring up the Tour Championship format. Um, Max Homa, I believe, started – was he – I can't remember. Maybe he was, like, the guy that was in, like, 25th to 30th and, and started even par for the tournament. He shot 62 on Friday. Mm-hmm. He shot one over on Thursday, 62 on Friday, tied the course record, and he was still 10 shots back of yeah. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. I mean, w- what, are, what are our thoughts on that? I mean, I I don't know. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you play really great golf and you don't feel like you're rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I would feel if I was Max Homa. I mean, he mm-hmm. finished T5. Yeah, finished so, T5, I mean, shot 400 a day. Right. 17 under, under total. What did we think he started at? Was it one under? Yeah. One under maybe for the tournament. Right. But I feel like in in that situation, you can, you know, you can play your butt off and still not feel like you're being rewarded for it. One of Sterling's boys, um, T15, John Rahm, did he, did he get on the bus early to get home? Or I mean, I don't know <laughs> if he had some uh, some sort of food poisoning or something or what. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's never really played well right. at Eastlake. Right. Um, he had a, a, an okay year. Like I said, he picked up a win. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he just – not a great year for him. wasn't really a factor. Um, well, I also wouldn't say he's one of my boys, but I do believe he's one of the the biggest stars on the PGA Tour. Yeah, new dad, another uh, dad number two, right? I think he just had a. Mm-hmm. a I don't know if it was a girl, girl or a boy. Yeah. So um, that also factors in a lot of change in diapers, and you know. I assume so. I feel like if you've got that amount of money, maybe you've got a nanny available to you, but. Um, yeah, no, John Rahm, definitely one of the, the face, many faces of the tour. But um, I think with his track record at, at Eastlake, do you think he has to be almost in the number one position, or the number two, to to get it done there? No, I mean, I think he's even, if he, even if he's number one, he probably still doesn't get it done. Really? Just the way Rory plays there, Xander. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Eastlake specifically that he struggles with, but um, – I don't know, he's just never really played well. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I would think, you know, with a couple shot lead going starting the tournament, that it would go pretty well. That's what I was hoping for this week with Scotty. He really came out of the gate firing and I know it's gotta be tough sometimes to to start with a lead like that. You know, some people would say, Oh, that's it's gotta be really easy, but you gotta know at that point everyone's looking for you to slide back. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for you to kinda trip over yourself starting with a ten shot lead. And other than today, Scotty really went out there and and just tried to master this course. Um, and I think he did a really great job at it. I think that this round, maybe the the lights were too bright playing with Rory. You know, Rory, you're going to tell me that he th- didn't feel any pressure playing out there with Rory with all the fans chanting Rory's name? Are we, we're still talking about Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. The person who won four tournaments this year. Yeah. The player of the year. Yep. The person who played with Cam Smith in the final round of the Masters. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same one. The lights were too big. I'm saying playing with Rory McIlroy when clearly 
every fan that was lining that fairway, which we said was at least 10 or 15 deep, chanting Rory's name, you telling me that you don't feel any pressure when it's that tight and you are either have a shot lead or you're tied with Rory McIlroy. Because to me... The same Scotty Sheffield that played in the Ryder Cup? To me, it seemed like the way he played round three with Xander Shoffley, it was a completely different person. You're telling me the way he finished round three this morning and went out and shot four under in the last six holes and then came out today paired with Rory, paired, or later today paired with Rory, and then didn't seem like he knew where to hit the ball today? I think the only thing that might have affected Scotty Sheffer's play was the money. I don't. Did Rory really put a whole lot of pressure on him early on? Because like I Rory mean, was, he made a couple birdies, but like he wasn't like five under through the first seven holes. No, but Scotty was three over for the through the first seven or eight holes. Yeah, but I don't actually that, probably six holes. I'm trying. I don't think that was like due to Rory McIlroy's presence or his golf game. I think he just. Like I said, it's the final round of the Tour Championship. It's eighteen million dollars on the line. I mean, he's but you talked about his resume earlier. He's clearly won a lot of money. He knows how to how to win when the money is sitting there in your pending balance. So I'm saying, don't you think there's another factor? And I could be wrong. Believe me, I'm a huge Scotty Scheffler fan. I've told you that all year long. He's been my pick multiple times. I've won a decent amount of money with Scotty Scheffler this year. Well, now that I think about it, maybe he just he's not. He, maybe he just can't win with the lead. Remember at Augusta, he had a, I don't know, maybe four or five shot lead, and he like four putted on 18. Do we think he struggles coming down the stretch with a with a big lead? Because at Bay Hill he came back, and at the Waste Management he came back. Well, the, I don't know that he necessarily came back at Bay Hill. Um, who was winning that tournament? That just fate like everyone else. Yeah, everyone that's else what it was. Like everyone else, three over, everyone else faded. And he I don't shot think, even par. Yeah, I don't think he. But he, he still came, came back. He was in the clubhouse. Everyone else was choking on the course. He was already in the clubhouse. How can you come back when you're sitting there drinking a Diet Coke on the sofa watching everybody? Okay. I have some numbers here. Okay. Okay. We take away the format of the Tour Championship. Everyone starts at even par. Scotty Scheffler only beats one player. Who is it? It's Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley had a total score of 272 strokes. Xander, sorry, not Xander. Scotty Scheffler had a total of 270. Roy McIlroy, total of 263. Sung JM, 264. Max Homa, 265. So even without the format, Roy still wins um, by a stroke. But I don't know. Like, I, maybe Scotty just, maybe he really wasn't playing that, that great. So. Here's the here's the other scenario because we've talked about how we didn't, you know, weren't huge fans of, of people starting with leads. What if they almost did it like a match play? East Lake became a match play event. Top thirty, four day match play. No, you don't think that would did prove you watch, who the best was? Did you watch Saturday and Sunday the WGC? Uh, I think I actually watched almost every round. Who did Scotty Scheffler beat in the in the last round? I mean, you're. I, I don't even remember what I had for lunch last week. I mean, you're, you're just saying that now. You do. You just can't remember. Hoagie? Like, that yeah. wasn't Hoagie, was it? No, no, no. He wasn't in the final. I don't know who it was. I mean, yeah. he could have said anyone. But, like, no one – when it's just a 1v1 to, to, to finish the tournament, it's just not that exciting. Kisner. Matt, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, match play 
should be a twice a year thing. It should either be USA versus Europe or the international team, and it should be done in a WGC event. I think that's it. Well, I still think there's got to be something they could do to change that format. But Yeah, I'm sure they're working on it. Maybe it'll just be an indoor tomorrow sports kind of uh, joint venture, and they'll play it that way on a simulator. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. Um, with with that tomorrow sports venture, whatever. My only fear with that is that Tiger and Rory will play in the first event, and then you won't see them till the end. Because I think they said it's going to be, was it? How many teams was it? Six. Six teams, mm-hmm. with three players per team. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like you won't see. Tiger and Rory that often. I, I mean, I think for the first season, I don't know if that's what they're gonna, the first season or the first um, couple episodes. I don't know how they would do it, but um, I think you're gonna have to see them a lot because you're gonna have to have them there. You're gonna have to have their face at, in tr- some capacity. Maybe draw, maybe they're not playing. Yeah. Maybe they're they're in the booth, which I wouldn't mind seeing. Maybe they're in the booth, but I feel like you're gonna have to have them there to get people to buy into it. Yeah, it says um, six teams, three PGA Tour players. Um, first of its kind experience for golf enabled by a data-rich virtual course complete with tech-infused short game complex. High-energy green side fan experience in every shot live with a two-hour primetime televised match. Uh, the season will consist of 15 regular season Monday night matchups followed by semifinals and finals matchups. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Um, that's a that's a tough window on Monday night because you know what else is on Monday night. Yeah, but yeah. when are they this Monday is night football? So that's a I mean that's a tough window to go against. But this is for a new a new venture. Go ahead. I'm sorry. January through March, and is it every Monday or is it? Now that they have not disclosed whether or not it's every Monday, but I still mean they that's said good. Fifteen. Didn't 15 you say 15? regular season. So, yes. I mean, I got to assume that's every Monday for 15 straight Mondays, and that's January through March pretty much. And fi- the NFL finishes when? They're Around February. That time? February. But do they pl- I don't think they play playoff games on Monday nights. No, they don't. Because everyone, everyone will play on Saturday and Sunday, so you sure. have that full week Sometimes. of rest. Okay. So it might work so out. It might work out, yeah. yeah. And there's some teams that play Monday night football that should not be playing Monday night <laughs> football. So, but he, so here's, here's one thing. You just said it. So it's, it's, how many teams? Uh, six teams. Of three? Of three PGA Tour players. Okay, here's one thing I'd love to throw into it, and this is how I think you get a lot of buy-in, right? Six teams, three professionals, one amateur. That's a random draw every single week. And you're one of them. <laughs> and I'm one of them every <laughs> – no. But I'm saying, like, wouldn't that be something very interesting? Like, you know, you do a random draw, and you've got someone that's completely different. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we're saying goodbye to Dwayne. Uh, he's got a, uh, a dinner party to go to. So uh, thank you for, for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate uh, it. Madison and I are going to continue uh, talking about some other changes, but um, nearing the end of the show. So thank you, Dwayne. We'll, we'll see you. Take care. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, so go ahead with your with – your, uh, So, okay. So like I said, three PGA players and then one amateur. And hear, hear me out. It doesn't have to necessarily be an amateur. It doesn't have to be like me. But what if it was a PGA – professional teaching professional someone that has some sort of game because obviously they wouldn't want me out there you know playing on their team but someone else i think that's how you get buy-in it's great to see the best of the best 
but if you could also see someone that you could relate to out there, mm-hmm. I think that would be huge. Are you allowed to drink on TV? Do um, you drink alcohol on TV? I don't know. Maybe. I think that would also... If you can have... like If the PGA Tour players are out there having a couple of a brewskis, um, I think that'd be pretty interesting, too. Yeah, it would definitely make it more relatable. Yes, for sure. Plus, they'd probably get some sponsorship from it. Yeah. Sponsored by Mike's it, Hard Lemonade. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they'd go Mike's Hard, but yeah, that's interesting. Who would they Who would they choose? Probably one of their own. Like Someone's got to have uh, a tie to, a, uh, to an alcohol company. Well, most of them are, are gone. You had... Mark Leishman, who has Leishman Lager, but he's gone now. Mm-hmm. You have um, Abe Answer had Azul or something, or not Azul, that's, that's just blue. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't remember what it was. Um, yep, he's gone. Um, I don't really know. Yeah. But yeah, I think that could be interesting, adding an amateur. I think I think maybe that's a season two Yeah, kind of deal. Let's throw that in the suggestion box. And just because I think, you know, we, we watch some of those um, – random golf club the breaking videos yeah um you know i think it's interesting to see how amateur players or different skill levels because now it's it's not just him it's you know multiple it's four players with multiple skill levels some that are really good and some that are very very amateur Mm -hmm. um going out there and playing on these courses that the best of the best play on and then having them try and and break par so um i don't know it just like i said finding something that that could be a little more relatable yeah it'll definitely be interesting uh we have uh, a whole other year and a few months um until they release it i'm sure we'll get a list of players that are participating um within the next year i want to list off a few other changes that the uh the pga tour is making uh so the pip player impact program will now double uh 20 players will now receive the payout and that payout went from 50 million to 100 million like i guess it's is it a still a purse yeah, or uh, the total pot. I don't yeah, know. it's a it's a pot that has a level or different tiers. You get mm-hmm. paid out. It's almost like tour championship. You get paid out different different tiers, and that will be this year. Okay, mm-hmm. so now we've that was a median effect. Yeah, from ten to twenty. Another change: uh, non-exempt members will have access to the new travel stipend program, which provides five thousand dollars for every miscut to assist with travel costs and other tournament-related expenses. Yeah, I actually um, tweeted out about this one. I think this is going to be, um, you know, a huge thing. You think about the the top 125 guys, and, and maybe not even that many, but um, at least like the top 75 guys. You know, they they're making some cash. They've they've been making some cash. They, um, you know, they're not hotel hopping. They are traveling with teams and and everything like that. And then you, these guys, kind of on the outside looking in, are. You know, they're crashing on couches with each other every week. They're trying to find, um, you know, very inexpensive Airbnbs. This is going to be huge for them because this could allow them to play more events and really try and secure their tour card. Because right now, a lot of these guys, I don't want to speak on behalf, but there's plenty of guys out there who, you know, they run out of money because they're still paying these entrance fees to get into these tournaments, right? Sometimes Monday qualifying, but you try and get into these tournaments and you're eventually going to run out of money, whether it's through the amount of um, air travel, hotels, cars, you're going to run out of money. And then, I mean, what else can you do at that point unless you have some sort of backer? So I think having that $5,000 stipend and, you know, $5,000 doesn't go super far these days, especially with everything that they have going on. But I mean, it definitely, it definitely helps out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. 
one one last thing I'll read off here, um, a, a bigger one, is that once a player reaches 20 wins, he will immediately be eligible for life membership on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that was um, that was big news. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out now, I'm trying to so Rory is automatically lifetime. Yep. Um, who else was on that? That was it. Was it Jordan? Maybe not. I can't remember. But there was a couple that are automatically in um, now, and I think it was interesting that they they did that. Um, how many? Do you know how many wins DJ has? I know he was definitely above twenty. Yeah. So. Um, Interesting change now, and maybe that that could turn around and and bite him in the butt later, um, especially when it comes to comes to the lawsuits. Because if you try and ban a player that has a lifetime membership, it might be a little more difficult to do. But I'm sure they've added in some ver- verbiage in there to to kind of cover themselves. But um, that's I mean that's big news for these guys. So DJ has 24, Rory has 22, and that looks like that's about it for players who are currently um, active on tour. Yeah, so congrats, Roy. Yes. Tour championship, lifetime membership. A lot of, a lot of good things happening for Tiger and Roy, which I feel like they should because they're definitely the uh, the faces of tour, the tour. Yeah, I mean, and uh, there could be some people that are, I don't know, maybe not so happy with them seeming to, to benefit from all these things. But you got to remember, those are the guys – Rory especially, who had to take on this whole thing himself. When you think about it, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Rory was really having to to be the most vocal person out there and explain why, you know, he he thought the PGA Tour was the best place and Liv was was not, and you know, trying to talk some of these players off the ledge. But um, you know, it's it's great to see um, Rory kind of coming out on top today, and then some some good things in the pipeline, and hopefully. What he and Tiger discussed in that meeting with those players has kind of made everyone feel a little bit better, and you know we're gonna we're gonna see a better tour because of it. Yeah. So as we uh, wrap up the show, the last thing I want to talk about um, is I, I played in a match on Friday. Uh, the MAPGA has a match play tournament. Um, it was the third round, played at Independence Golf Course, and I, and I won four and three. We are on to the semifinals. And my next match, I have to play one of the pros at Birdwood. Do you know where that is? Yeah, Charlottesville. Yeah. It's uh, UVA's golf course. Sure is. Yeah, at Boarshead. Yeah, so the, uh, the the competition just gets harder and harder for me. Have you played Birdwood before? I have not. I'm not we don't play there. Oh, you um, don't? Okay. But that's where that pro is located. I gotcha. Yes, okay. so uh, we'll we'll figure out a venue. Are, um, y- are you allowed? Uh, just Are you allowed to play your home course? Yeah, as long as both players agree to okay, it. Okay, so obviously this, this you past match I could have played Spring Creek, um, but it would have been his home course. And, yeah, and I didn't want to do that. Um, I've never played Birdwood before, like I said. Uh, I don't know if I want my match to be there because I've never seen the course, and it's you know an advantage for him. Um, but yeah, it would be a really nice treat. So, um, Independence, and you have some history, some recent history. Yeah, um, at the State Open. What do you think changed, or um, what do you? Why do you think you played better this time? So Noah and I were talking about this. Shout out Noah, I know you're listening. Um, I think it's just the yardage. So for the state open, we played it at about seventy-one uh, hundred, and on Friday 
you know, I played the farthest tees they had out, and it was only like 66. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of irons off the tee, wedges into the greens, uh, a lot of fairways hit, and my proximity was just was just better. I mean, I, I probably, if I had to guess, I probably averaged around 25 feet um, to the hole in proximity. Um, so I was just a lot closer to the hole and, you know, less chances to three putt, more chances True. to make birdie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- at the state open, like I had, you know, seven, six irons in the greens and the par threes were playing pretty long. And then yesterday or Friday I had wedges and, and, and maybe, you know, nine irons into the greens. Yeah. I mean, that definitely can change the, the look of the course for sure. Um, but that's great. So you, f- you won... I won four and three. Four and three. Okay. Yeah, that was the quarterfinals. On to the semifinals. Um, and you've got what? What's the time frame to play? Because I know it's kind of open ended, almost. I mean, there's a, a, it has to be done by this point, but you've got some time in between. Yeah, I've got a month. Uh, September thirtieth. Um, I know we're going to the Presidents Cup September twenty fifth. So I probably want to get that done before then. I'm going to Texas for a training, um, the second week of September. Uh, so probably somewhere in between there. So got to keep the game sharp. Didn't do a whole lot of. I was, it was strange. I didn't do a whole lot of practicing, you know, prior to that round on Friday. But I did practice Thursday and a little bit Friday morning, and, and my game was pretty sharp. So I was surprised. So um, with pretty much any any of the courses at your disposal, where would you like to play? Where would you feel the most confident? I guess I should say. Yeah, probably Jefferson Lakeside. Okay. I tried I know to get, you, you said that you like that course. Yeah, I tried to get this quarterfinal match at Jefferson Lakeside. He had never played it before, um, and he, he kind of turned it down. Um, we tried to go to the Dominion Club. They were pretty busy, so we ended up at Independence. Uh, I'd probably go Lakeside again. Couldn't do Lakeside, and we had to kind of do a place in the middle. I mean, I'm sure he's got some pull. We could probably get on Kenlock. Mm. I mean, that, that'd be pretty nice. Um, Have you played played Kinlock before? Yeah, I've played it twice. I've, I've seen it. I've been there for a wedding, and I've seen it, but I haven't played it. I, I, well, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we, we can get out there. Um, but uh, yeah. I've heard it's absolutely beautiful. So. It is. It, the layout's okay, but the condition's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps it up this week. I, I don't – I mean, what are we even going to talk about next week? I, I mean, golf is – golf is done. It, Definitely going to be some announcements made. Um, we've made some, uh, I guess, some some nods or some predictions of who we think it's going to be, but we won't really know until it comes out. And then we will have the President's Cup at the end of September, which we will be there, and hopefully um, we'll see some good golf. Um, we will be there for the singles, so um, some head-to-head matches. That will be very interesting to see, I believe. Hopefully it's uh, not over by then. <laughs> Well, I I think is there a slaughter rule? I don't really know. No, I mean, I think you only need, was it like 13 or maybe 14 and a half points? And I guess so. No, the President's Cup is different where they only do four total, like rounds. Mm -hmm. They'll do like a Friday. Then Saturday they go out twice, and then they go out once on Sunday. So maybe they only need 12 and a half points. Yeah, my math is correct. So I guess they can't completely win on on Friday and Saturday. So we'll, yeah, it could be know. could be over quick though. It, it could, could be. be out the first first two matches out could could lock it up. But um, so we'll definitely have some some feedback, some things we saw. Um, 
stories, hopefully. And we're gonna try and um, we're trying to find a course, kind of in the area or on the way down. So we'll hopefully have some maybe some content from from wherever we play. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, whatever podcast app you're using, please rate us five stars. Check us out on all social medias: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. All at Two and One Golf or Two and One Golf Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.